Hello and welcome folks to episode 105 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that geezer over there is Andy, a.k.a. Le Vert Goblin. <laughs> well, I know why you're saying that. Bonjour. <clears throat> they seem to be increasingly uh, connected to the most recent conversation we've had just prior to hitting record on. <laughs> That's how I roll, baby. Absolument. 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 <laughs> Donde es nada Spanish. <laughs> well welcome everybody here we are episode 105 when i edited the podcast i had a whole thing last episode about did i just say 103 and i didn't i said the right episode number right at the out the gate. <laughs> i noticed that <laughs> i left it in you know because why not why not dead pro uh, yeah so here we are again to give you your ear holes some pleasure with an hour's worth of kind of approximate dice masters chat <laughs> we've got a, a few things lined up that we want to talk about this week it's been a bit it's gone a bit quiet again hasn't it after a rush of excitement at the end of last month it's all gone a bit shush i suppose with re- releases being so far away and things yeah i think it was that their post up was saying we ain't forgotten yeah but we'll speak to you in the new year cheers bye <laughs> Yeah, take it easy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there was probably an element of that going on. Uh, So there was that rush of excitement. and We thankfully were right on top of it with the way our schedule ran uh, and the fact that WizKids are giving us an early peek at the spoilers. But then it feels like a bit of a come down now after you were saying, oh, we've got stuff to talk about. (laughs) We did, and we talked about it, and now we're back to normal that's right so uh this episode folks dice trays <laughs> dice trays felt bottom or no felt bottom we get into the important questions to the, the ones... nitty gritty actually though that said i had a message uh let me get my phone on the subject of dice towers <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, our friend Rob over at Dice Station Zebra got in touch and <laughs> he said uh, uh, he's excited about the new release timeline. Good to have something tangible to talk about, blah, 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 blah. But that's all. That's all unimportant stuff. Uh, he said, the search for a perfect dice tower is near and dear to my heart as well. I just recently found a laser cut wooden design with an open bottom that works pretty well, but it could be a bit more solid for my liking. So dice tower content is capital letters indeed important so i obviously asked him well how does the tower sound <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he reports that his new dice tower is a bit clacky oh well this is riveting yeah so there we go we have had some feedback that the dice tower segment and dice tower related conversations do indeed have their place i am vindicated you are whatever the opposite of vindicated is Behave, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought we should do, what, a good 20, 25 minutes on dice trays this week. What do you reckon? No words. <laughs> I have got, I've been promising some more gearing up content for the website for ages, which I will get round to it. I, I know loads of people are obviously sat eagerly awaiting my next article about whatever new card sleeves have caught my eye. <laughs> Chomping at the bit, I am sure. I know, yeah, I'm not even I've not even done a new map 
in months. What's going on, eh? What's going on there? Yeah, what's going on? Do let me know, though, folks, if you want me to do. If you do want me to get around to doing that, <laughs> more of that gearing up content uh, that was going on the blog. No, we're not doing dice trades this week. Maybe nope. we will do. Let's yeah, see how desperate we get, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can just cups, cups and bags. Perhaps by October. <laughs> cups versus dice rollers. You you were the one who did the whole big piece on dice cups in a very early episode. Oh, yeah, well. You were getting all excited about, uh, oh, what's his face? When you went to Worlds. Did you know I went to Worlds? <laughs> Only because you told me about the guy who used the dice cup at Worlds. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been aware. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll tell you about it sometime. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. Um, so we'll get into our featured segments imminently, but before we do, as we often like to, let's do a bit of catching up. So, Andy, tell me, my man, what have you done in the last two weeks since we last recorded? Well, we had a game and I won. That <laughs> made a did. nice change. Yes. Yes, you did. So we mentioned that we were planning on playing a team leader format, which was where you have a card on your team that is nominated as your team leader and you are unable to win the game uh, unless you have bought and fielded said team leader character. So quite an interesting little twist. Although I don't know, I don't know. I, afterwards, I think I said on the recording, uh, afterwards I was a bit sceptical about it. I don't know how much of a difference nominating a team leader made to the gameplay experience. No, not really. I tried to theme it. I mean, I I have to admit, when you said a kind of A-list character, I thought you meant as in an A-list character card. So things like what I chose, which was Thor or the Super Air Thor, um, you know, Serena, you know, the Guy Gardner, stuff mm. which are like um, your A-list, top-tier, meta card, uh, and then surround it with other stuff. So I probably went a little bit too strong with the Thor. But I did try and theme it with other Avengers-type characters and not kind of go wayward off to uh, you know, D&D and DC or Warhammer. I kept it in the same theme. Yeah. But I did win, which was nice. So yeah. since the still restart, a pretty rough team, even one, with one. The theme. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> very good. Well, here. there you go. Thank you very much. Here all week, try the veal. Yeah, yeah. So when I said a list character, I was um, uh, for the benefit of the listeners. What I was talking about was that it had to. It was the character, the profile of the character. You know, that it was a list in terms of their significance i suppose in terms of a film or a cartoon or a tv show or a comic book or whatever you know which in in theory is is okay i mean thor is an a-list character true that that respect yeah but yeah the idea was a bit more i suppose to be more thematic in the sense of that you they have a team leadery type role I don't know. It was ill-defined. It's on me that one. I to, I rocked up with like a, a janky villain team that needed five dice in the field to even <laughs> get, get even close to pulling its combo off. Uh, you had the Black Widow force attack, didn't you? That was the thing that scuppered me. Yes. So, that, yeah. You had your um, whatever it was that gave everything deadly. Yes, that's right. So I was playing the Black Adam, the Black Adam from the Justice campaign box that gave Legion of Doom characters deadly and i was playing a doom lance list so i loaded up with loads of other legion of doom characters and the idea was to play doom lance with a deadly legion of doom character Uh, but i couldn't keep black adam in the field because the force attack is super strong removal when 
you know, you've got characters like Black Adam, who's, I think his attack was like 1-1-2 one, one, or one two two something like that. He had relatively low attack stats, didn't he? Yeah, one, I and think he, it was 1-1-2. One, one, yes, and he persistently rolled on level 1 anyway. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, super strong removal, that uh, force attack globals. Uh, and if, you, if you're new to the game, then you want to be taking a look at the Black Widows in the Avengers Infinity campaign box. Or there's a couple of Doctor Stranges in Infinity Gauntlet that have Force Attack Globals. So, yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, but then no game last week because I was on holiday. You were? Did you have a nice then, time? Uh, uh, yes, I did. Thank you very much. Good I case. did. It was it was a lovely break. Well, I'm still off right now, actually. But obviously back in the homestead, I'm, <laughs> I'm heading out again tomorrow. <laughs> I'm off to West Wales for the bank holiday. Oh, very nice. Gallivanting yeah, I've got family all over. over. It's more, I was just explaining to uh, at a new Dice Masters on Twitter, literally before we started recording. I said, it's not a proper holiday. It's a family visit this way. Right. But it's in such a lovely area of the country that we do we get, get up to holiday-ish type things that I consider it a holiday. And we're, we're obviously pampered because the family that we're visiting just spoils us rotten. Quite right too. Oh, that's absolutely. nice. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, anything else in your in your two week update? Any other games? Uno been out on the table at all? Uh, no, no. I've I was um, I've been left alone for a few days. They've just returned today because they went off because they've got a uh, some time off and all the school holidays and that. Uh, so, no, not much other gaming. Been getting me Apex on uh, a little bit more this past week, which is uh, which is fun. That's about it, really. We're watching lots really of movies, do. but I'll talk about that next week. That's a mod extra job, yeah. Isn't it? Uh, you really do lead the rock and roll, fast-paced lifestyle, don't you, my friend? It has been known. <laughs> I had a banging kebab a couple of days ago. <laughs> All right. Really nice. Very good. We should discuss that on mod extra as well. <laughs> we certainly can do. Keep the foodie theme going. <laughs> <laughs> do you like kebabs? Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the right, it's got to be the right place, the right time for me. I've got quite particular about what makes a good kebab. Well, yeah, I could, I could well imagine. Yeah, do, do you get coleslaw? They put coleslaw on it up north. No. No, they've started doing it down here. I'm not a massive fan. Coleslaw and chili sauce does not go together. No. Don't, don't care where <laughs> you're see from. That. Does not go. Yeah, I like mine spicy though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chili sauce and those little chilies, those pickled green chilies on the top. There's a place up the road for me. They'll do you a cheeseburger and then throw Donna meat on it as well. Now, that's good. Yeah, I love it. My wife hates it. I bet. <laughs> She's like, you made the whole house stink with your filthy Donna kebab cheeseburger. <laughs> the best, it smells nicer if you, uh, you can't you finish it and then you put it back in the microwave the next day. That's that's how you just, treat treat them and keep them keen. I just say to her, take a bite with the the minute the chili sauce hits your palate, you won't be able to smell, taste. <laughs> <laughs> You'll start hallucinating, you know. <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, um, back on track. So I'll do my two week update, shall I? Yeah. Um, and I'll start with my non dice master stuff. So holiday time is big gaming time at Brit Roller Six Towers for the true mr six fam so we've had quite a few bits out on the table we've been playing some of that hogwarts battle that i mentioned a couple of episodes back the one that rob introduced me to at the uk games expo the exploding minions has been a massive hit with the kids 
Oh, cool. Is that it's exploding kittens but minions themed? Is that right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Although it, um, it hasn't got all the expansions that exploding kittens has. So I kept feeling like there was something missing, and then I sort of I put my finger on it and realised that because there was cards I'd become accustomed to playing that aren't in the core set. So I'll be keeping an eye out for whether they run the expansions. I think you definitely could mix the sets up as well if you sleeve the cards, so you can't see the backs. Mm. Uh, but that's proven to be a big hit. Bit of dobble on the beach, bit of cockroach poker in the restaurants um, while we were waiting for our dinners to arrive and stuff just to keep the kids ticking over and a little bit of the mind as well which i know i've mentioned before too so clearly lots of kind of small boxy card gamey type stuff to keep us occupied while we were away double on the beach is a lot of fun <laughs> we actually double have a beach we actually have a beach themed edition so Do ya? yeah flash kit yeah and it's plasticky it's all plasticky so it's waterproof Cool. I've never yeah, played double. I need to buy I think one. Think of everything nowadays. Uh, it's so basic and so simple, but you, you could three rounds of it will just keep you entertained for thirty minutes to forty-five minutes. Which sometimes with little ones, that's all you need, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the waiter in the restaurant was very intrigued by the cockroach poker that we were playing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I may have recruited a new gamer into the fold, folks. Yeah, did you um, slip him a, a link to the brickroller com? Oh yeah, I've been, I've been leaving links everywhere, mate. I was telling everyone, kids, <laughs> always. Uh, well, on that subject, actually. So, uh, in terms of the website and the, well, it's kind of more the YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. I've been doing a bit more with the uh, the kind of the shorts concepts, and so if there's any regular visitors to our YouTube page, you'll see some of the long form stuff has gone a bit quiet and I've been doing these little known facts and these little spoiler picks of the weeks over there. Um, so I, I think they're super fun. They're less than a minute. They're, they're just really short and easily consumable. And certainly the little known facts, you might find there's something Dice Masters related that you didn't know before, which could be of interest. Uh, and then obviously our game, I posted our team leader game as well. Yeah. If anyone wants to go see those. It's see good. Andy defeat me mercilessly with his Thor. Grr. It was mostly my Hawkeye and my Black Widow that did the, the that's true. damage, wasn't it? That's absolutely true, yeah. So that's, just a, that's really all that's been going on there. Just a three cost with high attack stats and an aggro attitude. <laughs> and we'll come back to that idea a little bit later on in the episode. Thank you very much. Yeah, nicely done, nicely done. Uh, so that's been about it. I've got some long form stuff for the fans of the videos. There is some long form stuff in the pipeline. It's just been a bit of a struggle to prep and record while obviously I've been away and then I'm going away again. So just taking a little bit of family time, a bit of me time, and then I'll be back on it. Is family time really me time? Nope. <laughs> I, I would probably argue that the quiet time where I sit and make my videos is the yeah, me time. It's your me I get. time. A lot of pleasure from it. In fact, I tried to do a bit of recording last night, although I was recording some stuff for uh, Mod Extra Games and Collectibles. But because it's summer holidays, the kids are staying up later. Uh, and, then, and then my wife wanted to watch. Oh. Oh. Beep. <laughs> Time check. Wanted to watch the this like soapy travesty of a thing. Grey's Anatomy. Mm. So... I didn't really get a great deal done on the recording front. I need to finish it off. Can we talk about Grey's Anatomy? No, we cannot. 
like Lost. Can't talk about Lost either. No. Right, should we tell the listeners a little bit about what we've got coming up in this episode? Yeah, go ahead. All right, okay. Well, uh, our first feature segment this episode is going to be continuing this sort of rolling theme that we've been doing for a little while now around different formats, different ways of playing, things to do to keep you, you challenged and your team building different and engaging and you know keeping momentum up especially in an environment where there's an absence of anything new to fill us heads with and then once we've done that we're going to move on to talk a little bit about something i've been trying to do to improve my gameplay for the last couple of months and get andy's perspective on that and talk a a little bit about what's going on there which spoiler alert we're going to get into the fact that i don't often use the attack step (laughs) what i've been doing about it And with all that said and done, that should wrap us up, I think. So should we crack on with it, Mom? Let's do it. Okay, on to the first segment. Right, okay then. Welcome back, folks. We are talking formats again. Uh, We're calling this segment the Format Focus. Although we've had segments we should have been calling Format Focus, I think, for some time. Uh, Andy, do you want to give the listeners a little bit of an insight into what we're going to talk about today and why we're talking about it? Yeah, well, it's a follow-on from the segment on our last episode where we were we talked we picked a couple of formats to talk about uh, in a way of keeping the game fresh and exciting whilst we wait till quarter one 2022 for kryptonite crisis not dark phoenix kryptonite crisis uh, so um i thought what we could do as a challenge from us to you uh, is we could set a format and uh, there are many formats that you can see on the BritRoller6.com by clicking on formats and theme ideas on the top banner. Uh, So we thought we'd do, we'd pick one uh, and then we'd we'd play some games with that format and we'd also throw the gauntlet over to you, our dear, dear listeners, and uh, ask you to have a go with that format as well and let us know how you get on. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I know many of you folks out there love a janky casual format so let's play that janky casual format together jinker the jank mm. uh, yeah and what is the format that we've chosen to discuss this episode well we were going to do ladies night but chris mentioned that uh, double double and dice have been doing a lot of content on uh, female cards and we are not uh, a podcast that likes to uh, tread on anyone's toes or you know reiterate what other people are doing so we have decided to keep it quite simple we don't want to go too in depth on our first foray see how you guys get on with weenie wars yeah weenie wars so let me give you folks the rundown weenie wars sometimes known as little cup in fact this was a format that was talked about a great deal some of you guys if you've been around for a long time you'll remember the reserve pool i thought little cup was um not rares or super rares oh no you're right you're right i'm i misspoke my sincerest apologies uh yeah weenie wars then so pretty straightforward (laughs) all the cards on your team must have a purchase cost of three or less um, so the entire team is to be made up of one cost, two cost, and three cost characters. Hi, this is well, not, RJ not Retro. Just... How dare you get my format wrong? <laughs> he sounded so much silkier smooth than that. <laughs> that is a wildly inaccurate imitation <laughs> of the legend that is RJ Retro. It's RJ Retro, if he had 20, 20 pack of fags every day for the past 20 years. 
man, that guy had the smoothest radio voice. I loved it. I, I don't think I could even attempt smooth <laughs> in every aspect of the word voice, personality. Well, what, <laughs> Name's Bond, isn't it? James Bond. <laughs> oh, Weedy Wars, then. <laughs> let's talk Weedy Wars, then. <laughs> let's, let's talk Wiener Wars. <laughs> so, uh, I've played this format a few times at my local store, Element Games. So, it's one that we've revisited a number of times, and I know the Tuesday night KD Games crew have perhaps used this once or twice in the past. Uh, it is an interesting challenge in terms of team building. There's certainly loads of incredibly good low-cost characters out there. For a shower. Yeah, so uh, we, we'd recommend looking at it as a golden format in the first instance because that just really opens up a wide card pool. I think, I think last time I built a Weenie Wars team in golden, and that would have been before Infinity Gauntlet was around. But there was something like a 1,000 cards with a 1, 2, or a 3 cost. So it's got a nice big pool to build out of, which gives you an opportunity to have variety within it. Lots of archetypes that you can touch upon. You know, So if there's a certain style or a type of win con that you're a fan of, you can find a way of winning like that, but it might not necessarily be kind of fully fleshed out or as supported as it might be normally because you're eliminating cards that you would use from the four cost upwards, which I think is fun. We've often, uh, at my local store, banned some cards. I don't know if you can hazard a guess, perhaps, my friend, as to which ones we banned. Would it be Shriek Sonic Beam? Uh, no, although she should always be banned. She sucks. Really? What? Yuanti. You could have the Yuanti and the dragon. And <laughs> you could have, like, the, the, the kind of, like, proper meta tea. What's that? It's bat signal thingy bob trap kobold trap that'd be fun for your opponent if you rocked up with that team yeah that's definitely one of the ones we've banned 100 <laughs> percent, yeah 100 percent. yeah you anti pure blood epic humanoid uh we've we've definitely knocked her on the head but uh no actually the one we have more heavily banned is electra way of the stick really yeah while electra is active your character dice with purchase cost two or less cannot be targeted by global abilities either players and we found it to be hugely disruptive in a weenie wars i can see that that'd be a pain in the bum yeah um hugely disruptive so uh we've not electron the head but yeah we've certainly looked at you and said uh let's avoid you we've also in a similar vein banned boom boom time bomb for the same sort of reason for that direct damage spammy kind of approach and we've also talked about or discouraged things like black widow serena guy garden of blinding rage because as you rightfully observe you can with some of those you can just basically build the meta list oh yeah without cost doubt. characters yeah. guy gardener morphin jar miri Riem. yeah 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 you can make a really really horrible list with that whereas the intent is obviously to try and explore and use cards that you don't normally use uh, and certainly with a restricted format, what you're looking for is an opportunity to use cards that you don't normally use, but there's a reason why you don't normally use them. I don't know if I articulated that very well. So I you can get use that. Your... I'll get that. But on the side, I mean, if it's just a, like a, a throwaway game with a mate, then you could go the complete other way. Go, right, let's, let's build the most horriblest team we can with three costs <laughs> under less and then see, <laughs> well, see what sure. you can do. Because you've got, there's a, 
really nasty carpool of cards out there for uh, for that. When we've mentioned like Serena, ooh, you know, Guy Gardner, you've got the whole kind of setup for a Guy Gardner team. You've got a setup for a Yuanti team. Um, boom, boom, and a bloody um, what's it? Hope Summers, and that yeah. set up with your uh, throne bricks. That's all in the mix. So yeah, you could either go nice and fun and and play around with some little characters or you could just go balls deep horror uh yeah 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 and there's uh, much more besides flying sidekicks using the ally foot ninja and the falcon uh, is it recon from uxm as angel i think in there as well that that you could use to do similar i don't think he's uh higher than a free yeah there's loads of fun sort of uh two costly stuff like jubilee Uh, i mean green goblin gobby is a three cost is he he yeah, is indeed. Three. Yeah. Uh, so you could do some stuff there. Uh, for loads of nice when fielding stuff, actually, like Firefly. I've seen Firefly teams in Weenie Wars before now. And uh, lots of lovely stuff you could do for your ramp and things as well. So uh, I've used like that Cree Soldier. Yeah. Um, let me mimic with uh, Billy Club and yeah. everyone's favorite Dum Dum Duggan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, te- there's Dum Dum Duggan teams left, right, and center. You can't move for them, really. It's the meta. It's the new meta. It's the new old meta. <laughs> Absolutely. But there's been uh, an injection of stuff since I played Weenie Wars. You know, you've had uh, all your D and D stuff's come along. Your WWE, your Infinity Gauntlet. So, yeah, earlier in the year, uh, sorry, late last year, we had a little influx of stuff that can change the tone of that. I, I would love to see, you know, like, a, a, an Avengers ID card list with uh, loads of Weenie Avengers and stuff. Could be fun. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So, yeah, Weenie Wars. So you'd have to put some thought into whether you want to do some bands or not. Put some thought into whether you're trying to build hardcore teams, but without the access to the four, five, six plus cost characters, or whether you're going for the view where you're trying to engage more with cards that are less frequently utilized and less frequently played with um, and see what you can do taking those kind of meta cards out of the mix. I knew that we were keeping it quite, you know, wide, but it's a massive scope, especially when we're doing it golden. Loads of stuff to play with. That'll keep you guys more than happy and busy over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, you did say let's go for a light, a, a, an easy, a gentle start. Yeah, well, you know, absolutely. With a, a restriction that's still somewhat challenging to build around, but has a wealth of, you know, stuff to construct your team out of or you could i mean obviously there's the the other side of the coin there we've done just to take a momentary tangent we've done but what we call battle of the giants down at my local which is the opposite end of the scale everything needs to be four or more in fact i think we did it five or more yeah five or more you did yeah which is like the the flip side so you could do a week of weenies and a week of giants yeah you could couldn't you there was one card i can't remember what it was that broke it um, and it what, wasn't Professor played... X. I thought it would have been Professor X, but I don't think it was. Although I think that is I obviously it... quite a um, powerful one. Yeah, I think it might have been perhaps something like Jinzo. I'm trying to cast my memory back and I'm blanking at the minute. Yeah. Well, we'll find out if you guys want to do Battle of the Giants. Let us know what works, what doesn't work. Let's yeah. keep engaged and excited about our old dusty cards. Yeah, absolutely. All these binders just go with these cards going unused. Uh, I mean, because you've just said that, that's the reason why I'm more of a fan of 
trying to make new and interesting teams out of the restriction. Yeah, no, it makes sense too. Um, for stuff that you've just never used, why not have a go with it? On the same respect, to know that there's some uh, pretty diehard competitive folks out there uh, that might... F- Although it's been ages, like... Well, it has been for me. The last time I picked up a Guy Gardner, 1998, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that. That was just the name he told you in the bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't think it was his real name. He was obviously a comic book fan too. Tell me he loved me. <laughs> I'm certain he did. <laughs> oh, oh. I had about 15 really awful jokes about power rings. <laughs> Fly through my head then. I'm not going to say any of them. I'm just going to point out that they were there and let okay. everyone listening, their imagination, run wild with them. <laughs> uh, let, let's move forward. Uh, yeah. And uh, Yeah, so there we go. Have a go. We'll we'll do it on our on our on our stream, uh, which will be as you listen on Wednesday. Uh, yes. We'll have a good go at Weenie Wars. We'll have a little chat about how we do it. So one of us doesn't turn up with you, Auntie, and the other one turns up with some kind of tree man, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, and have at it. And we would love to hear how you got on. Um, did you enjoy it? Did you not? What do you think? And we'll go from there. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So, Weenie Wars, give it a try. Yes, okay, welcome back then, folks. And for this next segment now, we are going to... uh, This is a kind of a a theme that keeps cropping up every now and again. Like, I'll just have a thought in my head or an idea that I'm playing around with, trying to become a better player or something, and then I'll eventually bring it up on the podcast or have a chat with Andy about it and we'll decide to talk about it more. And this segment is all about I mean, I don't know where to begin. Basically, Andy here and many of you out there absolutely rail me about this fact that I don't like the attack step. I get pet pets about it all the time. I mean, not so much lately, but there was a period of time where people were really onto me about the attack step. So I made a conscious decision at that point to go, right, well, you know what? It is a tool in my Dice Master toolbox that I'm not using. Uh, I explain my reasons why I prefer... Like kind of control direct damage style teams. Some episodes back now, actually. That was a while ago when we talked about that. Yeah. A year, yeah. maybe more. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Time time passes oddly at the minute. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been making a conscious and active effort in, I'd probably say the last six months or so, to do more attack step stuff and do more fighty type teams. So uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about that. And uh, I've obviously rambled on at length about the uh, pleasures and joys of winning with a nasty direct damage team. I thought maybe it was time that Andy got a shot and got an opportunity to talk about the pleasures and joys of winning with combat damage with a little bit of added value, where I'll talk about how I've tried to do more of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I very much enjoy the attack step. It's it's an entire step of the uh, the game, so why not use it? So, yeah, how so? How have you found the last kind of six months or so? Have you proactively trying to use it? What have you What have you learned from actually kind of making the effort? Um, yeah, I mean, so I've obviously won a fair few games playing yourself trying that strategy. Yeah. Um. So, but it, it's a weird one, really, because. I, I, I suppose I'll just bounce the question back before I get into it. Have you noticed that I've been 
diversifying the range of teams that I build and the type of win conditions that I've been using. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've noticed that you, for a, a good time, I could count on not having to worry about you attacking. <laughs> uh, what I have noticed is that you're very, you're very methodical in regards to how you do it. So you think very much in regards to your team build about, right, I need to attack to do damage therefore i need to get the damage through so i need a piece to remove you know you, you look actively look for the the ramp to get you there the removal to remove things out of the way and the attack to do it whereas i would be like "Ooh, spider-man um <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> uh, and, and really kind of build towards it and so you know you've i mean we, we i'm sure all listeners know that in order to get attack damage through you need to work out how to do it whether it's as simple as having more characters in the field uh, than your opponent um, and then, you know, attacking with everything and doing some shenanigans, whether it's a, a polymorph switcheroo with whatever's going through uh, or, you know, a buff global to get some extra damage through or your parasites or your uh, transfer power or, or whatever uh, to to get the advantage. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the, the crux of the matter. What was I saying? Uh, I, I, well, I asked you whether you'd observed it and you were, you were talking about yeah. the, the, the kind of team building and then subsequent play style that I use. And you're right. Uh, that's what I was going to go on to say is that it's kind of strange because even though uh, I've been killing with combat and using the attack steps, I've still been sticking to... So the direct damage element or the control elements that I, I love so much, I've still been sneaking them in. But as you've observed, I've been using my removal to be uh, board clear style to drive my damage through. I haven't really... I've still shied away from, I think, things like overcrush or, as you've just described, like buffing stuff up uh, and going for a wide field or... And I find it very hard not to have tricks, you know, little, uh, I don't know what you, how else to describe it, you know, shenanigans sure. <laughs> that, that I can pull. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think the, the best kind of balance teams have control elements in them. Uh, and, you know, for, for a better team build, you would have how, you know, how are you going to win? So in that case, with a, an aggro attacky build you'd have the the characters that would be attacking doing damage and getting the damage through uh but you also need your protection your ramp your um everything else your defense your control your your alternative kind of win con if things don't go your way uh so you should really have all those elements into a good team if you if you're really looking to kind of build something that you can do well with yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I suppose what I was more thinking about was like that Thanos team that I built, for example. So uh, it was the eight-cost Thanos from Infinity Gauntlet, the rare enemy of life. So he's uh, he's energized, he gives plus four attack, but uh, he's also got that nice little twist where he gets uh, a two-purchase-cost reduction while your opponent has 20 life. So what I was trying to do was buy my big Thanos's nice and cheap early doors to get some muscle in the field. Yeah. But I still put that basic action from WWE, that Paul Heyman, where you uh, do the, the little shenanigans where you pick a dice each and they deal damage to each other equal to their purchase cost. And if uh, one of them is KO'd, your opponent loses a life unless he's on burst face and then th things happen with the burst face. So I still couldn't resist the urge to throw in a little bit of 
you know. Jank. Yeah, and the fact that I bought a big, beefy, muscly Thanos was sort of secondary to me trying to pull some direct damage shenanigans. Well, in fact, it was lose life shenanigans. I like that team because you were buying them super quick because you got the Asuka out, which gave you an extra two discount. And then didn't you do something else? So you were buying them for two. Uh, So it was Atlantis. I was using Atlantis and Asuka. So getting Asuka out, I was buying an uh, Asuka turn one and Atlantis turn two. And then I think, was I using the Atlantis Global then? I can't remember. It was a few weeks back. Um, uh, But then pushing a load of dice into the use pile. Uh, into the prep area, sorry, using the Atlantis game text. So that, uh, that was it. Yeah, so I was buying him for minus two because you were still on 20 life, a further minus two because Asuka was out in the field, making my eight cost Thanos four. Which is rather nice. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I was sort of doing the fielding cost with that, uh, the Ultramarine dude, Revoked Guiman. Um to bring him out, but you might remember there was a black the that Black Widow. I've been trying to make that Black Widow work. The uh, uncommon from Infinity Gauntlet, running in the shadows, the one that gets overcrushed and can only be blocked by sidekicks. Oh yeah, yeah, you had her, didn't you? Yeah, but she she definitely needs a buff cloak or something that that needs revisiting. Uh, but getting back to my global. Sorry, everyone needs a buff global. Uh, yeah, I get uh, aggravated with your your buff global usage. I'm just like this by the Why? same. By the same token that you can guarantee that I'll have a static field or something, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can pretty much guarantee that there'll be a bolt or a fist global somewhere on your team that buffs stats. Well, it's the same as saying spend a fist or spend a, a bolt and do one damage to your opponent. Yeah. Which would be amazing. <laughs> but there isn't a global that does that. No, but if there was, you would have it all the time. Uh, absolutely not. Yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't give you access to a global that can do direct damage like that. Not a chance. Oh, whatevs. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain why I find it aggravating. I was just like, Jesus, what? That sidekick's now five? It's only turn two. Jesus. Uh, just static field it back. Yeah, I do quite often, yeah. Uh, well, not with my combat centric teams of course no well so what well because one of the things about using kind of the attack step is pressure pressure on your opponent they might need to lose characters you know do they take life do they lose characters that they were trying to build up a combo or is defending them in another way um have you how have you found that yeah not not so much played around in that field really uh, i like to be in a position where my combat damage is a dead cert, which is where I've been leaning very heavily into board clear and removal cards and making sure there's nothing there, no pressure, because the pressure is just simply the attack. Um, so I, I, uh, I suppose that uh, methodical approach that you were talking about, I will very rarely attack unless I know for sure that it's going through. So the Justice League team that I used in the single affiliation is a good example of that. I relied very heavily on that green arrow who does a point of damage to your opposing characters for each other Justice League character on your team, which is obviously great in a single affiliation list. But I would line up my 20 points of damage, board clear with the green arrow, and then just kill you in one. So even though it's an attack step kill, it's like... 
you know, I'm not, I'm not doing uh, like you would do, where there'd be kind of attacking shenanigans. I've done some stuff like you might remember that I was messing around with that team uh, that was the rare Kang, that our oh, man Jay Lachero. Hi Jay, he put us onto the one that uh, you have to block can only be blocked by two or more characters. Oh yeah, yeah, vaguely. Is that yeah. the one that gets cheaper as well? Uh, no, again, it's a mass character, so I was using Asuka to. Uh, to get it out uh, nice and cheap, but I was playing around with that, and I'm gonna go with, like some recruit stuff. And but no, I've not. Yeah, I've not really, not really dived into into that space a great deal at all. Yeah, it's worth having to play around with. I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit I'm no expert, but um, you put you can put some pressure onto your opponent to make mistakes by continually attacking. Sure. I think I should probably expand a bit more on that. Um, and, and there are caveats. Um, so, you know, there's no point in attacking with a character, you know, say a 5-3 character, if they've got an 8-8 eight, eight opposite, yeah, because he's just going to constantly bounce off. However, if there's a when fielded effect, then absolutely, because it gives them the option of, you know, oh, what do I do? Do I take 5 damage? Do I chump block and get have to get rid of a sidekick? Uh, or do I, you know, get rid of it, but then it could come back in and do, you know some points of damage when it's fielded or, or the equivalent kind of ability. Uh, so you've got to think, you've got to see what's on the other side of the field on the you know, same respect. If you've got, there's a character over there that they're just going to bounce off each other, then you might as well not bother. Yeah. Uh, but then if you've got three of them uh, and you've got, then your opponent's got to make a choice, you know, I can block this one, this one, this one, but if I do this, that's going to get knocked out. But if I do this, that's going to do me some damage. Uh, then it's it's making your opponent think. And it's being, I suppose, in a way, familiar with the cards that you're using and working out kind of the different options that, you know, whatever your opponent does and how that will affect what you do. Uh, but it's all part of the game. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where I need to do more kind of exploring of combat tricks and little, like, better use of globals and... I don't know. I think there's there's unexplored territory still yet for me there, um, because I'm still very much in the. Uh, even though I'm using the attack step to deliver the damage through combat, I'm always looking for an angle. I'm board clearing or unblockable. You know, looking for unblockable solutions like obscure. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I said that reminds me. I should take another look at that trial mercenary team I made a while back. Oh, that's a good one. The one with the. Uh, um the she-hulk yeah that's right yeah that's what it was it was um what's she called she-hulk greeny so she at the start of your turn you can get a dice i think there's a purchase cost limit on it isn't there or is it a level i think it's mm. it comes in at level one and i was using the drow mercenary so because that's the thing like so i've said this before a few people have will have heard me say this before like combat one of the things that i'm always a bit uncertain about is things disappearing into the use pile and i'm not always a solid enough bag manager and churner to make sure that 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 key dice that's my combat damage deliverer gets back round so when i've used things like obscure or unblockable characters like uh spin up ant-man awaken ant-man for example in the past or uh, insect plague foot ninjas or whatever um I've always had a bit of an issue with like, oh, it's gone into the use pile, I can't get it back. So that, that She-Hulk Greeny was attracted to me because she pulls them back out at the beginning of the next turn. Um, 
So all you've got to do is be able to manage your bag to make sure that you're not resetting your bag at the wrong... It's the opposite kind of churn, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't want to reset the bag. I need them there in the use pile. Um, so, yeah, that was really good, that one. But again, it's, it's I'm always trying to find an angle. I'm always very tentative about the combat because this whole thing about my dice disappearing, which is why I'm either going for a one-turn kill with it and using board clear or removal options or I'm going for things like obscure, unblockable, so on and so forth. Do you know what that what might help is just something that came to mind. If we did some games with either vanilla cards or just ignored the abilities. Well, what, one of the things there with... Um, I mean, sure, I'll give it a go, absolutely. But um, one of the things with the combat damage when, when I've tried to play that way is I've found it a bit boring. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I did it... I've played a few games with my son where I was just like, Let's not bother with the abilities. Let's learn the rules and get the idea of the, you know, the bag management and the, you know, just the the general rules of the game. Uh, yeah, it is a little bit boring, but it might help for you to then learn the tactics in regards to attacking and defending and using because you're going to have to use the attack step because you ain't going to do any direct damage. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I definitely find that that element hard to add up. Like looking at the opposite side of the field and going right. Well, he'll likely block that one, that one, that one, that one. You know, you know what I mean? I'd find that bit difficult uh, and thinking, well, what's going to be left over this one here? That'll go through, but it's only two. Uh, and then I'm going to end up losing these. Or, you know, I can't, that kind of combat maths moment, I Quick really maths. struggle with. Yeah. But if you wanted me to add up how much damage I've managed to do with this wild combo. <laughs> On the button. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, mate, that's 15 off that one and five off that one, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> or in your case, that's 19. Oh, not enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that often happens. It's true. Um, so that Justice League team, even though it did really well and has played well and is really quite rough and tumble when it gets going, it there was n- nothing to it. It was just m- like meat. <laughs> I was just basically putting meat in the field and waiting. And then when Green Arrow came along, just charged those lumps of meat over. There was not a single global. Not a, I think I had a res on there, but you know oh, what I mean. The, I was, the Hawk Girl and the Hawkman, the one that get the uh, the buff to their stats with the more Justice League characters out there. I mean, that's that's a pretty solid tactic, even without well, the. I'm not. I'm not saying jinkies. it isn't. I'm not saying it isn't. It won me games. I'm just saying that um, putting aside the fact that maybe I'm programmed more for control than direct damage style. Uh, well, control with direct damage. Um, I found it like I felt like I need. There was something missing. Like I needed something. I wasn't doing enough. I was like, I'll field that. End turn. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's great? What's great? Attacking early with sidekicks. Oh, yeah, you're a bugger for that. It's it's never won me a game because what you what you gain in the damage. You're losing the fact that you're losing turns to actually buy anything that's going to finish it off for you, but it's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, you you just cut your momentum curve off altogether, don't you? Yeah, you end up way behind, and then you get like battered. But you know, if especially with a good old pump global, so you know you roll a sidekick, you get some fists, bush, bush, bush. There's three damage, four damage. Um, it's brilliant, but then you're stuck. I went full bore with that once. Did you? What, and win? No. Ah, there you go. No, but I remember thinking, how am I going to get around what's in the meta right now? 
And this was like in an online tournament that someone was running. I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'm just going to try and field loads of sidekicks and <laughs> just keep attacking. Just keep going. It did not work for me at all. But I suppose it's experiences like that that you know you remember the uh, you remember the defeats so much more vividly than you do the wins yeah. sometimes, don't you? Uh, and and even though the proportion of defeats may be, you know, like the ratio of defeats may be lower compared to the wins, you still they still live with you, and that's what then puts you off playing in a certain way, taking a certain approach, doesn't it? And that that's probably what happened is events like that. Where I thought, yeah, let's do this, let's go for it, let's try that early attack with sidekicks. You know, backfires. Yeah, there was a, a basic action. I can't remember what it was. It could have been, it might have been one against many or something, where you could just like field sidekicks attack, field sidekicks attack, then you win or something. Back ages ago, I've really prepared mm. that little bit, so I don't really know. But I'm sure there was something out there where you could like get a turn three kill with just sidekicks and a prayer. Yeah. Trying to think, I could look it up. Yeah, but can't be asked. <laughs> Fair enough. Someone out there will know. Someone message Andy and let me know what the uh, basic action is he's thinking of. Someone cool. So, um, I think I'd quite like to know what our listeners think of combat damage. <laughs> yeah, and any suggestions to help me out to help me feel like I don't know. Um. I'm not finding it boring or to bring it more to life for me. Cause I am trying, I'm, I am trying legitimately like when I sit down to make a team, I think, right, well, the predictable choice for me right now would be to put whatever on gobby collector, nobby, boom, boom, blah, blah, blah. You're like that Thor card. Uh, I've only built one team with it ever. And that was when you were prepping up to play against it. Um, Cause I've actively tried to not go f- go for it you know what i mean oh uh well i did well with those uh <laughs> those god catcher teams that i built they did good <laughs> which ones were them uh i built that one i can't remember i played against you on stream did you win oh yeah it was nasty oh god, oh, god yeah it was nasty. That's depressing yeah it was bad bloody <laughs> god catcher what on earth is that all about it was real bad. But again, I paired it up with, I think I put Manchun uh, Seething Corruption on there, didn't I? Yeah, it was vile. So cleared the board again. Plop, plop, plop. All the damage in the world. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sorry, what was I saying? So any tips? Yeah, any tips to help bring it to life or some cards maybe I should play around with? Like I was talking to you the other week and saying there's WWE combat-y tricky stuff that I don't think we've really properly, you know, dived into into and played around with like tag out and stuff yeah i've not really dived too much into wwe at all i don't really know why yeah i was talking to you about that undertaker and what's his face combo wasn't i and stuff oh in fact i think didn't we record it i think we recorded that one we did we did we're speaking about kind of what in the um modern meta could get my juices flowing again yeah so I think there's still territory there. So open to suggestions or if anyone wants to send me a card or two, a combo to get me started to build around and try to help me not only feel more comfortable with winning with the attack step, but help me explore that space that Andy is talking about where it's not just about, you know, OTKs with a board clear or relying on unblockable stuff, but actually legitimately getting into the back and forth of the combat in the game psychological warfare yeah 
Yeah, although I'm not sure. To, I don't think your psychological warfare necessarily works on me. <laughs> I never said it worked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I think it probably does work, but I'm too used to it. I play too often. I think that's why. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that you can do. Like, you can just attack with everything. So, like, people be like, oh, what if I missed? The best is like you're playing a game, right? And you're like, you, you do something like, oh, I get what you did there. And you're like, really? I've not got a clue what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what what have I just done there? I don't know. I randomly decided to attack with him out of a whim. What <laughs> what tactical knowledge do you think I've got? <laughs> yeah. What are you seeing that I'm not? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's God, he done? I hope it works out. <laughs> yeah. What's he done that for? There'll be some reason or some real shenanigans that I can't see. And then you're like, no, I just attacked with everything because I didn't really know what I was going to do. <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely done that out of like sh- frustration and boredom. Like, ah, oh, I'm just attacking everything. Jesus, just whatever, just see what happens. Uh, use the side of your uh, your your dice tower to push everything forward. That's the yeah. law. That's the rules. You do like that maneuver. <laughs> All right, well, get in touch with us, folks. Um, the- Join us on our Discord. There'll be a link to join it in the uh, show notes below. Come and tap us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. Uh, or go to britrollsits.com and head to the Contact Us page and send us an email. Let me know combat-related stuff for me to try out to help me continue this journey of getting better with the attack step. I'd love your thoughts and suggestions, please. Very good. Wow. There we are. Episode right, well, four. Absolutely. Let's move to the outro, shall we, my man? Let's do it. Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. Yes, we did. Good episode out of nothing this week. (laughs) Yeah. If we have one true talent in this world, it's just to sit at a microphone with a record button pressed and blather on. <laughs> Pulling diamond-encrusted content out of our out sweet, of kebabs. sweet kebabs. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, yeah, that wraps us up, folks. We Do you know will... what? Really, I really hate when they don't put the meat in the pit of bread. When they don't put it in the pit? What? You know, Who when they just put... They just put the pit of bread on top of the box. So they fill the box with like your kebab meat, your sauce, your salad. And then they just put the pit of bread on top. Lazy. You have pitta, do you? I like mine in a naan. A naan? What? Where do you live? Bangladesh? (laughs) A massive naan that's then folded over and filled. I've not had that. That's not. We have coleslaw down here. (laughs) 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 That sounds amazing. Yeah, Where do oh, I yeah. find them? There's one, one down the road from me. They make their own pit of bread every day, fresh. Oh, I bet that's good. It is good. It is good. However, I, 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 I'm, you know, I don't mind a shop-bought pitter. <laughs> well, maybe next time you're up here, I'll find you one of these giant naan kebabs. That's a date. I'll see you in five they hours. Won't be, they won't be <laughs> difficult to come across. <laughs> 
I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, just the cross-promotion stuff. Don't forget the Mod Extra podcast in our off weeks. So if you're not already subscribed to that, go and search for M-O-D Extra, spell M-O-D-X-T-R-A, to find our TV and movie chat that we do every fortnight when we're not doing Dice Masters chat. That's right. And next episode is Dodgeball. Who doesn't love Dodgeball? And also, three identical strangers. Oh, yeah, you watched it. I'm very curious to know whether it was I'm not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, let's see where we go with that one. Um, also, um, uh, visit us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. I put at least one, if not two, videos out a week over there on a variety of subjects. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a series running right now called Dice Master's Little Known Facts, where I'm digging up obscure and interesting things about Dice Master's. Uh, through all the years of playing little factoids that i've picked up and we are also running um oh yeah i just i just slowed down and went blank then for a minute we're just running we're just running we're just running running and running running and running running and running running to the kebab shop for our pit breads and (laughs) absolutely and nans yeah uh but yeah i put at least two videos out there and also please if you'd be so kind check out mod extra colon games and collectibles if you're a board game fan or like me you're just a, a worshiper at the broad church of nerddom and collect all sorts of random stuff such as comic books action figures cartoon statues trading cards whatever um and of course other board games then come and check out the stuff i'm doing over there hopefully uh, maybe some of you will do that and find it of interest i'm going for i only started the channel last month but i'm going for my first 100 so that i can have the proper url so please do help us out with that go on go on go on go on go on yeah uh okay then well uh we'll see you guys in two weeks thanks for coming along i've been chris otherwise known as true mr six and i've been andy aka dog the bounty hunter <laughs> And get psyched up to collect those debts. <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs> <laughs>